Genesis chapter 1 is the book of God's creation. And um, quickly, let's read through this. Uh, there's something I want to pull out for us. From verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Amen? Okay, so in the first day, God created light. Okay, let's continue from verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above. Um, that's not my topic tonight, but if you look, you know there's water underneath, there's water above us. Um, yeah, let's, please, I need to stay on track. Praise God. There's, there's a lot here to unpack, but let's run. Amen? Okay, verse 7, and God made the firmament. Okay, um, I just read that. Verse 8, and God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were what? The second day. Okay, so you see what God created in day one. You've seen what he has created in day two. Day three, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so, and God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. Verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Okay. Verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Okay, verse 20. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that had life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moved, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. And fill the waters in the seas, and let 
fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said, said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed, to, eat, to you it shall be for meat." And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Amen. Okay. We just read through Genesis chapter 1. Now, God created mankind on the sixth day. Somebody say the sixth day. Now, there is a reason why God did not create mankind on day one. Now, pay attention. There is a reason why God did not create mankind on day one. For instance, if God had decided to create man on day one, um, a lot of things would have happened. Number one, man wouldn't have had a place to stay. Man would have been um, swimming in the waters because there was no separation of, of water yet. There was no earth. Man would have had to be hungry for days because there was no tree. There was no fruit. There was no atmosphere for man. Nothing. Amen? So God had to first of all put every other thing in place before man showed up on planet earth. Listen to me. God put everything that man will need in place before man showed up. God did not first of all put man out there, then hit his head. Ouch. I forgot he was supposed to eat. Now let's try and find food. Ah! Man will need oxygen. So let's create trees to produce oxygen. God created everything. 
that man will need first before putting man on planet earth. Our God is not a confused God. He did not create man on day one and start trying to figure out that man will need food. He did not finish putting man there and be like, wow, now let's go figure out where man will live. At times we insult God by making it look as though you're dealing with something that nobody has done. You, 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 are, you are shocking heaven right now with your need. In the whole heaven, everybody's like running around. There's chaos in heaven because, wow, you're dealing with something that the whole of heaven never knew it was possible for you to deal with. And everybody in heaven, no, nobody is having peace because all the angels are, wow, did you hear? They just came up with something and we don't know what to do. Some of us, that's the picture that you have of your God. Exodus, chapter 23, verse 20. I have very few minutes to teach you tonight. But what I'm sharing with you will change the way you pray. It will change the way you believe for stuff. It will change the way you exercise faith. Because there are a lot of us that majority of what you're worried about has no base. If you really understand how God functions. He said, behold, I send an angel before you. Somebody say before you. Okay. To keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I did what? Which I did what? I have already prepared. God is not running around last minute trying to, oh, wow, you're now in Atlanta. Hey, ah, what do we do? And there's panic all over heaven. You know how, like, you're not expecting somebody and the person shows up in your house and you're there smiling at the door, like, wow, is this you? Why are you using your hand to give the people in your, hand, in your house sign to clear the house? Wow, how did you find us so soon? Like, you think that's how it is with God. That God is so irresponsible, he does not know that his child is living in the month of July in the year 2023 in a place called Atlanta. He's not aware. He said, behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you to the place. Somebody say, the place. Which I have done what? Prepared. Say, God already prepared. I can't hear you. Say, God already prepared everything about me way ahead of time. When this truth dawns on you, you will stop panicking. Your panic is completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. 
I was today meditating on something and uh, God said to me, you know there's a song that says um, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And he said to me, he said, you know that song, right? I said, yeah. And I said, it's so awesome, you know, that you do that. And he said to me, but you've not listened to the English language there. He said, where there seems, to you a human being, there seems, to me, God, there has always been a way. You're the one that can't see it. It's not, it's not that day that I came to make a way. Like, like I just woke up to make a way. Say with me, my God. Things ahead of time. Prepares everything about me ahead of time. It's not the day we saw this place first that it was prepared for us. Way ahead of time. He said, I am taking you to a place which I have what? Prepared. One of the ways you know somebody that is a guest is that you prepare for the person. Now, we are preparing for Dominion Convention, right? We have guests coming in, right? Do you know every day there's preparation going on because we are expecting them. Are you getting what I'm saying? They, this is not somebody that is going to... The people are not going to stumble on us that day and we're like, oh, there's meant to be Dominion Convention this year. Ah, we didn't know. Um... Please, let's start running around. Is there even a microphone? We don't have a microphone. Ah, we need a microphone. You see, you a human being, when you're expecting somebody, you prepare ahead of time. How much more God? And God is so detailed that the hair upon your very head is numbered. Even you don't know how much hair you have, but God does. In all your, no matter how much you're so beauty conscious, you're not aware. Even if you, you won't buy the, the most straight bone hair as a lady, you still don't know. I know at times you guys pretend it's 20 feet. Uh, is it feet? I don't know. This is all whatever. Oh, it's inches. Are you sure it is? Praise God. Lift up your hand. Say, Father, open my eyes to see how much you figured out my future and prepared everything about it way ahead of time. Open my eyes to see that I am not a mistake. That you are my father and you've prepared everything that I will ever need 
ahead of time in the name of Jesus. There is none of us that is as careful as God. And yet at times we behave as though we are wiser and more careful than him. Like, like God, God, are you, are you not aware? You, because think about it. Why do we worry? Because I have to figure it out. Because, you know, I must worry about it. Like, how dare you tell me not to worry? I've got to worry. Why? Because, you know, if I don't worry, who will? We function as though we are orphans without a loving heavenly father. I want to show us something. Please. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 1. 1 Samuel 17 from verse 1. For some reason, I'm already reading from um, the King James. Okay, let's go first to 1 Kings. 1 Kings, move from 1 Samuel. 1 Kings um, chapter 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to read from... The New King James. So if you can meet me there, that will be beautiful. And we're going to read some verses. I was enjoying reading this old King James translation. I was trained with the old King James. So kind of, you know, did majority of Bible implants with it. But it's okay. Now let's read. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain this years except at my word. Okay, next verse, verse 2. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, God spoke to him, get away from here and turn what? Eastward. Somebody say eastward. I was sharing this with the small group leaders on Sunday night. I said, pay attention to the language here. God said, get away from here and turn you what? Eastward. And hide by the brook called Chariot, which flows into Jordan. Specific instruction. Next verse. He said, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have what? Commanded. Somebody say commanded. Say it again. Commanded. Now, we've seen the word prepared. Now, we're seeing another word. Commanded. God said, I've already commanded the reverence to feed you. God is not saying, you know, by the time you get there, we'll figure it out. He's not saying, just, just be going. When you get there... We'll see how to find food. He said, I have what? Commanded. I have what? Commanded. Somebody say, past tense. Say, already done. Say with me the provisions that I need to fulfill my assignment 
has already been commanded ahead of time. There was something God taught me. He said, your job is to stay in the path I have prepared for you and continue to grow in it. He said, anytime you need anything, it will be there ahead of time before you need it. What I'm sharing with you is the way it has been. It's not the day you need it that heaven starts running around. Your job is that there's a path God has laid for you. Walk that path. Walk that path. Stay in fellowship with God. Hear his voice. Stay in constant communion with him. Listen to him. Walk your path. Everything you need. It's not the day you need it that they start running around in heaven. So watch this. He said, and it shall be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you where? There. Next verse. Verse 5. So he went and he did according to, what, uh, according to the word of the Lord. This thing should be the summary of your life. You see that first sentence there? That should be the summary of your life. And I went and I did what God said. That any step outside of it is where your pain starts. And, and, and that is the problem with us Christians. Because we don't understand that we are designed to live a led life. So he went and he did. According to the word of the Lord. Anytime you go and do according to God's word, you will find out that heaven has been there waiting for you. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook, what? Chariot. Listen. God didn't say, I have commanded the reverence to follow you about. You will get it. You will get it. You will get it. Did you hear what I said? God didn't say, I have commanded. For every one of us, there's a prepared place. You must learn in your listening to God and in your fellowship with God to stay in the center of God's prepared will for you. You struggle, you lose your edge as a believer. Your struggle begins when you ignore what God has said for you and you try to do stuff else that is not God's will for you. And I don't know why for some of us, that thing God gives us, we ignore it. The one he gave another person becomes so attractive that that's the one you spend your life going after. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by what? The brook, chariot, which flows into what? The Jordan, the place where God has placed for him. Okay, next verse. So, the ravens brought him, what? 
bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from what? The brook. The birds didn't say anywhere you go, we'll just follow you there and bring you food. Because some of us think that, oh, I know God said I should do this. I know God said I should be here, but it's okay. You know, the Lord will make a way. You've not seen dryness. When I see believers that don't understand the power of a prepared place, you see Christians that toil. You are not supposed to toil. As a believer, there shouldn't be any iota of toiling in your life. So you, you see, they're, they're chasing, they're chasing everything. Looks for what you don't know that as a child of God, there's a path. And the Bible said that path shines brighter and brighter. Just keep growing on it. Understand how the realm of the spirit works. If Satan, Satan is aware that as long as you stay on the path God has prepared for you, doing what God has called you to do, he can't, he can't. Even if he tries standing before you, you will crush him. So do you know what he does? What can I do to get this guy to leave this path? Imagine God sending reverence to the brook called Cherit for you. And Satan gets you off track. And you're now in a brook called whatever. You know? And you're there praying. You even add fasting. Then after a while, you make it dry fasting. And you're wondering why, instead of your life getting better, it's getting worse and worse. Because you have no business. Heaven does not even recognize what you... Because who is... Who is there, there shouldn't be any voice coming there. That guy, the, the bird has been programmed over there at the east. What is he doing at the west? So after a while, they examine the person's life. And there's nothing that shows that you have God. There's no, they just examine your life. Everything is explainable. Like, people around you are suffering, you're suffering. People are broke, you're broke. People are, there's nothing, there's no iota of grace. There's nothing that somebody looks at and is like, wow. See what God is doing in your life. Because you're on a path, you have no business being on. And the funny thing about such places is that you're even meeting people you have no business meeting. And the people programmed to bless you are on the other side waiting for you and they can't find you. So you're busy with strange souls that the whole of heaven is like, man, what is man that you're mindful of him? Say with me, I'm not a mistake. Say there's a prepared place that God has laid out for me. It was not the job of Elijah to drag the raven. <laughs> it was not the job of Elijah 
to go and dig out the water. Go where I have said for you to be. Walk the path I set for you. Now let me show you something. Please. And the Bible said he was there morning. Can you imagine the miracles going on here? In the morning, they brought him bread and meat. In the evening, they brought him bread and meat. Then there's fresh water that he was drinking. Okay, now watch this. I'm showing you that God prepares stuff ahead of time, way before you. And he anticipates everything that you're going to deal with, even before you deal with it. Look at the next verse. Verse 7, please. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Amen? Okay. Then the word of the Lord came to him again, saying, somebody say, that same word of the Lord. Say, that same voice of God. If you're going to fight for anything, brothers and sisters, if you're going to fight for anything, fight, fight, fight to maintain that relationship of making sure that you're hearing from your father. That is the edge you have above the unsaved man. I want to ask us a question. What if when he got to the brook and the birds were bringing meat and there was water, he's like, man, I disconnect. I no longer need a relationship with God because I got it made. Then do you know what would have happened? When the brook dries up, the bird stops coming because the seasons have changed, but the voice that gave you victory, you're no longer in tune with it. Now confusion will start. Somebody say, God forbid. That's not my portion. In Jesus' name. So watch this. The voice of the Lord came to him in verse 8, saying, Arise, go to where? Zarephath, which belongs to what? Sidon. Dwell there. See, I have what? Commanded again. I have already, I knew a day will come. When the brook will dry up, that is not the day I planned. I've already put things in place. So let me show you this. Let me show you this quickly. In the midst of this, what is Elijah's job? What is Elijah's job in the midst of this? Number one, maintain fellowship with God. Number two, listen. Must be your prayer. Hi. You see, right now, prayer and fasting is going on. People are praying. Some people are taking it lightly. They don't understand why. Why should I come and pray? Majority of your praying time is listening time. As your person praying in tongues, you're listening to God. Father, what's next? What are you saying? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Where should I go? Who should I link up with? I don't want to meet people that God has not prepared for me. When I say things that like, 
I don't manipulate people. I will let you know what it means. Because in the place of prayer, you program the people that are called to walk with you. And when you guys link up with each other, something happens to your hearts. There's a connection that there's a link between this guy's destiny and mine. You don't need another person coming to all that. No. Your job as a child of God, stay in fellowship with God. Stay in the place of prayer. Stay in the place of prayer. Stay in the place where you're hearing from him. Stay in fellowship with him. You're meant to walk with him. And anything he says to you, do this. Simply go and what? Do it. It's just that simple. Go and do it. Go and do it. When you get there to obey him, you will find out that his angels have gone ahead of you waiting for you. Say with me, I am not an accident. My father thought about me ahead of time. Prepared it ahead of time. My job is to fellowship with him, receive instructions from him, and go and carry it out. <laughs>